thanks for joining us again. It's our second Christmas episode for the year, and I'll just point out it's not rare exports, so Jared will still be dirty. (laughs) (laughs) It's hopefully a little better than what we previously gave you. It's Santa's sleigh from uh, 2005, I believe. Now, before we get into that, Jared, Anything, any news or anything out there that anyone wants to bring up or anything they recently watched in between episodes? Uh, yeah, I, I uh, snuck in a couple of holiday specials. Oh, creep show. Start, start, well, I started with the Lego Star Wars holiday special <laughs> and then I moved with the kids and then I moved on to uh, creep show. Yeah. Okay. Now, how was, how was creep show? I didn't mind it. Yeah. It was a bit of fun. It was good fun. Suffered from the usual, like it was. It went pretty hard with some special effects, but obviously because Shutter doesn't have a whole lot of money, and we know Creep Show's on a pretty tight budget, mm. that was a bit of a struggle. But overall, I thought, yeah, it was good fun. It was a bit of a laugh. Okay, so it's worth a look. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it more than the Halloween special. Oh, good, good, good. I'll check it out. Maddie, anything from you? No, just stuck in the NBA. That's no, okay. all. I fell asleep during the first game today. Excellent. <laughs> Sounds like it was a ripper. That good. <laughs> uh, I finished The Expendables 2. Guiding hand, um, hmm. Simon West. You know, I said it before. Yeah. I said it in the last episode. It's much more fun. Put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Way more fun. Yeah. All Antonio right. Banderas. Was he turns up in the third the show, one, isn't he? he? Oh, he's in the third yeah. one. That's right. Yeah. yeah I, look, I don't remember three well. I watched it once. Yeah. And that was it. It was a bit ordinary, but I thought he was He, he was, was good. good. Yeah. It's, I remember the third one, watching the third one and thinking to myself, they've run out of steam. Yeah. Like, we're finished. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll watch it anyway because I've watched the first two. Okay, all right, let's well, let's take a break now, and here's the trailer for 2005's Santa's Sleigh. Grandpa, I want the truth about Christmas. If it's the truth you want, then it's the scary truth you're going to have. According to the Book of Claus, Santa, Satan's only son, lost a bet and was forced to spread Christmas cheer. But now... All bets are off. Santa? Yes, there is a Santa Claus. or a legend. He's real. Only he's not bearing gifts and presents anymore. Christmas can sure scare the dickens out of people. He's scary yet educational. I'm just trying to spread a little yuletide fear. Are you saying Santa is offing everyone who's naughty and nice? Nicholas shot him! You shot Santa? This holiday season. Lock your doors. Bolt the windows. Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Everyone stand back. Things are about to get a little messy. And block the chimney. Cause naughty or nice. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa's sleigh. Go ahead, kid. Let's see what Santa got you. I hate children. Santa's sleigh. Why the fuck I was saying it was made in 2005, I won't know. It's 2010. Uh, it's directed by and written by a guy by the name of David Steeman. And he was a key set production assistant on The Sex Monster. I don't know what that is. Um, I think I think you were right the first time, Adam. I think it's 2005. Is it? What the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. 2005 slash 2010, uh, delete as applicable. <laughs> so it's written and directed by David Steeman, uh, who was a production assistant on something called The Sex Monster. I don't know anything about it. Jared, can you shed any light on this? <laughs> no. Surprisingly, no. I cannot. Not surprisingly. <laughs> um, it's produced by Brett Ratner and Sammy Lee. It stars Bill Goldberg as Santa, Douglas Smith as Nicholas Yulson, Emily DeRaven as Mary Mac McKenzie, Robert Culp as Grandpa, and Dave Thomas as Pastor Timmons. I couldn't find any information on the budget, but it made $6,982 worldwide. Oh, <laughs> so... That's it's right. not a hit. Now, Robert Culp had previously appeared in another Christmas horror film, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Better watch out. One of the films well, that you were dealing with on the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lay it down because I initially watched this last year and I think it was through a haze of rage because <laughs> I had unfortunately watched this when everyone else decided to pull the pin. And yeah. I was pretty down on it. I remember saying it was a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, to put it in the best possible terms, of course. Watching it this time, though, I actually kind of enjoyed it quite a bit. It's quick, it's breezy, it's entertaining. Whenever Goldberg's on screen, it's great fun because there's a heap of, you know, basically just set pieces going on. And there's a couple of funny gags in there. The problem is that it gets it goes a bit pear shaped whenever they talk about the plot, and yeah. the <laughs> the tone of it is kind of all over the shop. You're not really sure what you're getting. It's hard. I'd be hard pressed to call it a horror film, but overall, I actually enjoyed it a lot. I'm giving it two and a half. It's not super brilliant, but I was on the cusp of a three, except for the end was a bit dusty. Mm. Jared, thoughts? <laughs> I landed on on a two. I was pretty pretty similar. Like it, it, it felt like yeah, it was it was pretty uh, pretty short, which which was good for the. For it was about it was. seventy um, minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, by the time the credits hit, I think it's it was heavy. seventy minutes. But in a way, that also did it a disservice because the story was just basically non-existent. So by keeping it so short, we probably missed a couple more Goldberg set pieces, which I feel like was really what it needed. Yeah. It was mm. a little bit more of that. So I agreed. Whenever Goldberg was on screen, I thought I was having a pretty good time with it. It's Yeah, the, the downside is, as you said, the tone's a little bit mixed up. I, I feel like if they had a ramped up the gore 
then it would have been right in the pocket. That it, There was a piss take on some of these Christmas kind of that, mm. that adventure sort of tone and these kids saving Christmas mm. and whatever. But there was no actual threat. Yeah, no. yeah. I felt like if they had ramped up the gore, really played with that a little bit, it would have worked a treat. Mm. So, yeah, I, I also think some of the comedy, like, in parts was, was on point. Some of it wasn't. And then in other parts it was, yeah, real real miss. So I, I went with a two in the end. Maddie. Yeah, I I gave it a three. Three. The um, I think it was. Yeah, I I think I took it in the right vein of who the target audience was. Like, the satire did did a pretty good job of satirizing the like the Christmas movies, and um, they definitely tried to keep it like PG violence so that the the wrestling fans could get into mm. it. So, in terms of what I was expecting, it was it was right where it fit, and I got some good laughs out of it, and yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world if I watched it again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, better than Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he didn't, the Santa didn't say naughty at any point. <laughs> yeah. In a really aggressive way before killing someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's those. Ladam, you're on your way to making this one a yearly affair. You've knocked it over two years in a row now, so. You may as well make it a hat trick next year. <laughs> well, it's the little things about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 that make it sort of a cut above. <laughs> All right. Look, they've assembled a pretty decent cast. There was a lot of faces I'd seen before. Obviously, the opening scene has a a number of kind of cameos of people that we know. Um, mm. That was like a fucking fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really go to any lengths to check who was in it beforehand. I just kind of. I was just sort of stealing myself, ready to watch it. <laughs> so I turn it on and I'm like, fuck, hang on a minute. That's like Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, shit, there's Chris Kattan, Fran yeah. Drescher, and then fucking James Caan yeah, pops yeah. up at the end of the table. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't sure. Like, what? As soon as I saw him, I thought, this has got to be just cameos. Because yeah. if I, you know, you would have heard if any of these people was in the movie for the whole thing. But, mm. yeah, that was, that was uh, quite Do welcome. Do you think they had something say. on them? <laughs> They had to. They had to. <laughs> I mean, when James Khan came also, up on the screen, um, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? I believe. I also believe everyone in the in that scene is Jewish too. Ah. So there's, there's a, bit of a bit of a laugh there that they're all celebrating Christmas and they're all Jewish actors, yeah. including Goldberg. Yeah. So. But look. Yeah, quite it funny. It seemed like they had, had, had done a pretty decent job of assembling a cast that can give you a bit of performance, you know? So you didn't have any real bad actors in there. You know, you didn't have a Ricky from Silent Night, Deadly Night in there, if you know what I mean. No. So you had people people you could lean on. Even the main kid, who I didn't think was all that great, he was definitely not Ricky standing. No, no, no. I wasn't sitting there calling it all time. No one is. Worst performances. I said in the last episode it was the worst performance ever. I I still stand by that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not far um, off. He appropriately played it down, I thought. Yeah, but even, <laughs> even the young kid, he I've seen him in other things. You yeah. know, he's had work. Um, so yeah. I was appreciative of the fact that it, the film seemed to have a little bit of acting talent, but also it seemed there was a little bit of money there. I mean, I couldn't find a budget, but it was competently made and shot. It was decently done. Like, it wasn't like some sort of piece of crap made for, like, 100K. Yeah. So that, I wasn't upset with the green screening even. Yeah. It was, I mean, most it was of the special effects, there's a few ropey ones a bit later on, but 
overall, the quality and the sheen of the film is actually quite high. Mm. Yeah. And remember, I was watching yeah, the solid. thing on YouTube. So it looks like yeah, yeah so it was yeah, it looks like it's been filmed through <laughs> been a fucking jock strap or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think on a, a proper print, maybe Jared, if you could pick up a Blu-ray, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get right. Scoop on it that. up on Blu-ray. <laughs> I yep. bet you it, it, you'd you'd see that it had a little bit more sort of quality to it. Yeah, I like the opening scene. I have a slight dislike, and I'll get to, but. It's kind of silly, but it gets the film off to a flyer. It's a set piece Look, where Goldberg just goes to town. Yeah, and there's Look, if your if your dislike is um, kicking the dog, then you can get no, it. No, it's not that at all. It's not, it's not that at all. <laughs> the best bit of it is it's never it never hurts to see Chris Kattan get kicked into a fucking hutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. I love it. I was in. I'd only just. I only just stopped laughing from him kicking the dog. <laughs> and then Chris Kattan gets kicked into a cabin. <laughs> the kills were so quick through that. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is what I'm settling in for. Hey? But, you yeah. know, like, yeah. it sort of, it established a little bit of a tone that I thought that I would sort of stick with. Yes. But, um. And they they did it in parts, yeah. but not, not enough. It sort of seems schizophrenic, and I'll get to that in my dislikes. It seems really schizophrenic in the way it's shot in a sense that the Goldberg stuff kind of fits that opening sequence. But yeah. then the, all the other stuff around it seems to be kind of in this weird place. There's some scenes that remind me of, like, Naked Gun, you know, where they're just throwing <laughs> jokes out that's left and bad, right. That's not a bad thing. Sorry? <laughs> that shouldn't be a bad no, thing. No, it's not. But the jokes have got to hit, you know. I mean, there, there was no joke there. There was no sort of, there's a missing element of evidence to kill the case. The bloke was innocent. Yeah, there's nothing like that in there. <laughs> Yeah. So it kind of it's it's a bit schizophrenic, but we'll get to that. Mm. <laughs> I could look. I'm going to bring up several likes where I, it just is pure lowbrow. Like it is me at my yeah. lowest. But yeah, that's the right. old lady that's who tells the, the sandwich boat, thank you, and go, fuck yourself, <laughs> and then follows it up on the way out, mumbles to, to the girl, oh, you fucking whore. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty rude. I actually had, I, her, I actually had Mrs. Talbot. Her name was. <laughs> I had Mrs. Talbot as one of the great sour old bags I've ever seen on screen. I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, Ken. <laughs> she can't see over the steering wheel. She's, it's classic. She's standing up the front there, haggling over over a sandwich. You know, four seventy five. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I actually loved that. Yeah, I, thought I was that. hoping she'd actually hang around a little bit to get another couple of sprays yeah, in yeah, yeah. before fact, she got I knocked think over. That would it would have been kind of interesting to keep, like, cool to sort of keep her around to come up later. But obviously, Sandra yeah. then knocks her over. Yeah, <laughs> Wade's stuck behind her. I'll never yeah. know. Yeah, but. and when you're flying, you don't need to be on the road. Sandra, <laughs> exactly. so that's all right. <laughs> Jared, there was a fart gag in there. Where they're mm. walking up the stairs, and Grandpa drops his gut in the kids' the performance face. Performance is so good. Oh, well, bravo! <laughs> yeah, again, more of that. That's exactly what we're here for. That's a star right exactly. there. Exactly, exactly. I 
I mean, we have talked about yeah. this many times, Jared, that there are certain films that would be better with someone dropping their guts in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This was certainly made better. Correct. You can't, you can't have too much of that. Yeah. And look, there was a period <laughs> here where there was all sorts of strange shit going on that I was quite a fighting and musy, where yeah. he, he he types in that the thing about the tracker. Is the Santa tracker real? And the first mm. response is, how old are you? I'm 16. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Neither is Santa. <laughs> and it says, didn't your parents have a discussion with you about this? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Also, um, enjoyed the uh, the stop motion animation explaining uh, the origin of what, what went wrong with Santa because I was like, yeah, this is this is spot on. This is classic Christmas special. I can't remember which one it was, was it bloody Jack Frost or yeah. something like that. That was in that style. So when they used that as the explanation, I was like, Yeah, this is this that is nice exactly what you want, you know. Thing. As Maddie said, some of the satire of yeah. of what was uh, what we expect from Christmas movies and things yeah, like that. Yeah. And and look, it was another interesting little thing to throw in there. The whole the grandpa just fits the bill for for being the the, the kooky, the, the kooky grandpa that sort of believes in Christmas enough to make it real for the kid who doesn't believe, like he's yeah, yeah he does it perfectly. Well, I thought he, see he was one of my issues. Yeah, in I, I agree with what yeah. you're saying. But he's a bit like, senile. He but, smiles a bit too much. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get to it in the dislikes. Like I agree with what you're saying. Like that character is kind of necessary for what yeah. they're going for. But I just felt with their particular twist on it that I needed to mix him up a little yeah. bit. But also, mm. I've got issues with kind of that portion. Those sequences just, they, they are totally at odds with what's going on yeah. at the other end. Mm. And, and every time you kind of cut away from Goldberg, you run into this kind of real slow kind of boring shit. Yeah, mm. it comes across whenever you're away from Goldberg, some of the satire misses the mark a little bit and it just feels like a low-budget fucking lifetime Christmas movie. Kind of, parts. yeah. <laughs> kind of. Again, a bit of low-hanging fruit. We just cut to two kids opening their presents, calling their, <laughs> opening their motherfucking presents. <laughs> they just explode and kill them. <laughs> their grandma and doesn't goes, the grandma just look at it and go, fuck. <laughs> Like, yeah, that was what, awesome. <laughs> but what was what was that? <laughs> it just kind of comes up out of nowhere. Well, it was Santa, you know, picking off the people on the naughty oh, list. That's and they, right. Those motherfuckers deserved it. Oh man, I loved it though. It yeah. was great. Yeah, absolutely piss funny. The strip club sequence—that was kind of yep. a set piece that they needed to have more of. Yeah, definitely. Because it was kind of like a WWE SmackDown mixed with kind of like goofy comedy. It, it was a strange mix, but it kind of worked. Yeah, it's some entertaining kills in there yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. And that's where, like, when Goldberg's in those, like, he hits the mark perfectly because he brings that over-the-top wrestling persona, and that's exactly what it's asking for in those particular portions. Yeah. And that also led to... Another one where I was giggling, you know, tittering like a fucking like a like a small, like a young child hearing these gags for the first time. Yeah. The low hanging fruit yeah. when the when the pastors at church oh, fucking yeah. talking about oh you know they, they, they were morally compromised but they were our citizens and then starts reading the names. Dixie Rick. comes out with 
Dixie Rect and Testicular. <laughs> Testicular was great. <laughs> oh, God. Excellent I stuff. I laugh at that shit all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a hair off Rowan Atkinson live. And, and, like, it, had, uh, it had the 12th man written all over it. <laughs> oh, I loved yeah, it. I loved it. Yeah. I rewound it. <laughs> <laughs> I should be ashamed, but I'm not. Yeah. Ah, great stuff. I think I know. I think I did too, just to make sure I heard the names correctly. And yes, yeah, had a bit of a laugh again. And look, they show it. They throw in again an, another nice little sequence where he's chasing them, and they're on the skidoo thing, and he's throwing the presents yep. down, and they're exploding. It's competently directed. It, it looks good. You know, it's got a little bit of something going there. And again, these are the things that kind of kept it, kind of kept me in it. You know, like the the, mm. the hard part to explain about this movie, I think, when people are watching it, is that you're gonna be sort of half the time really intru- really invested a little bit, and then the other half kind of like, what the fuck's going on? You know, yeah. it's kind of like it's just it just doesn't quite hit the mark across the board. Yeah, I also kind of like the finale. They took it to the ice rink and all that sort of stuff. To a point, mm. I've got to dislike it to the real sort of ending of it. Mm. But I thought I liked the idea of coming to the you know the, the ice rink and then you got the Zamboni involved and all that sort of stuff. I thought we'd get some carnage. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for a bit more yeah. carnage there too. I reckon it should have been an ice rink full of fucking people. Yeah, well, that's what I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like they, it was weird because they were in a high school that was like an empty high school. Was that what was going on? Yeah, yeah. That was a good good gag. Though. Shh, we're in the library. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff there. I enjoyed that. Thanks, anyway, Goldberg. Back into the Zambo. Yeah, look, I enjoy. I liked where they were going with that. But the other side of the coin is, I felt they could have gone a lot further and, and yeah, pressed so. it a little bit. But that was obviously not their intention. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem. But the fact, the, hang on a second, though. I mean, there was plenty of nudity. Well, that's so what where I mean. was all like, the violence? Like, where's the... Well, that's what... I know, as Maddie said, they were going for that PG sort of crowd and, the, you know, the, the fans of Goldberg mm. that would have been in a particular age bracket. Yeah. But I was sort of like, well, you went you went with the strip joint and you had, you know, naked ladies walking around. And I feel like if they had have just gone for it and, you know, laid a few more of those sort of gags out, amped up the gore, you would have ended up with, like, a Deadpool kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Mm. And for me, it would have been a much more successful take on those those films because it, it would could have, have differentiated been classic, right? itself so much more. Yeah, it could have been a classic if they um, d- ramped it up to yeah. actually give some fear to the, to the Santa. Yeah, because it's got that magical element of, oh, this is a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, the kid's dad turns out to be this or that. That's mm. This is how it's all related to Christmas. Which you saw coming a mile off, but it's still it's got that through line. So why not just say, "Yep," but we're we're making it the the kind of the one that the adults watch and laugh at when they're reminiscing about those old sort of movies. Yeah, mm. that's where I felt it should have gone like full tilt for that that direction. Mm. I mean, yeah. even in the animation, fucking you could have gone off and things like you could have gone hard with the with the really over the top Christmas music and then make it turn really dark yeah. very quickly if you wanted to. Well, you could have played with it 
far more than they did. I mean, I assume money was a factor, and yeah. budgetarily it wasn't a, a hugely budgeted film, but it had a little bit of money. fake blood's cheap, mate. Exactly. And prosthetics and stuff like that, and getting in there and doing all that sort of stuff. And look, it doesn't have to look that realistic. Because you're going down no. a route of this is just over-the-top ridiculousness. Yep. Do you guys have any other likes? No. I have one other. I kind of dig on Goldberg's rat tail style beard at the end. I mean, where, <laughs> where can I get one of them from? You need to start growing it now, mate. Yeah, true. I mean, you've probably grown one in the time we've been fucking recording this. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I just, you know, I love that sort of look. He looked totally different. I mean, those things, having a bloody, uh, like a ponytail on his chin <laughs> looked absolutely ridiculous. Mm. All right. Go to the dislikes here. Tone. Tone's a huge problem with this because yeah. the tone of... The Goldberg stuff is light and goofy and and throws in that wrestling stuff, which is exactly why you hired him, and works a treat. But then yeah. every time they cut back to Grandpa and his explanations and his, you know, his bunker and all that shit, I was just kind of like, you're losing track of what what we came to see. We didn't come yeah, to see Robert so. Culp talk about bloody whatever was going on. We came to see Goldberg just cut a swath. Pretty much. And I don't think they, they found the tone correctly. Well, it really only happens in those opening two that are around the introduction to the kids. Mm. And that's some of the best stuff in the movie. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the opening sequence is exactly in the pocket, exactly where I wanted to be. Yeah, there's a little little bit extra blood, and it's right there. But that was probably one scene where you actually did get a little bit of the gore. Yeah, I know it's only a tiny bit, but you ended up with you know James Khan getting his bloody hands, hands stabbed to the table. They and accelerated then, it quick. It escalated quickly. Yeah, and then Fran Drescher running around with a bloody oh, fire. Burnt, burnt head, scalp, chair through the neck, whatever it was. So that sort of. Yeah, that's that's where it was kind of it's kind at of, its best. It kind of feels like they came out of the blocks really strongly. Yeah, but then just kind of set, pulled back a few gears and said that we, mm. we we're not going to go as over the top as that was, which which was a mistake for me. Like, yeah, I think you it was really too. need to get to me. You go even further over the top. Yeah, I mean you take it as far as it'll go. Hmm. I agree. And the other thing, the other issue with the story, well, one big issue I had is that it's a 75-minute movie and it's the half-hour mark before the kid even goes back to read the book. Yeah. About the Santa stuff. So it's like, well, fuck, like, what are we doing here? It was kind of, we didn't really get it in motion early on. Mm. We decided to have the scene in the deli, which... I mean, you can't lose because of Mrs. Talbot. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but, but, yeah, by the time that's all done and dusted, we get another scene with Goldberg, we go back and get a bit more explanation. It's like, well, half the movie's gone, basically, mm. before we start to really sort of set in motion what's actually going on here. Yeah, exactly. But I said before, part of the tone comes across somewhat of a naked gun style film, and there are portions where it's just sort of joke after joke after joke. 
and unfortunately only a very smattering of them hit. Kind of like mm. that, uh, the, the scene that really stuck out for me was when they go to the police station and they're, they're mm. showing where all the kills have been and it looks like a Christmas tree and all that. Yeah. And the, the, the jokes are just coming thick and fast. There's people in the background. One guy's carrying a bomb or something in the background. You know, like, it's like, but none of it really kind of finds the mark. So yeah. it's like, well, this seems like a parody or a, or a spoof or something. Felt a bit like South Park in, in parts. Yeah. Yeah, it did. A little bit like that. A little bit like those spoof type of films, but it didn't really, it did that for short portions. And then sort of went away and then went to Goldberg, which was a different type of, I guess, a different tone. Like, he's the violent, you know, ass-kicking bloke, and then there's some gags with all that. So it just yeah. it didn't really compute to do two different styles. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I felt like that was a bit... I think that's what they're going for, though. Yeah, but it didn't work. Yeah. So even if they're going for it, it's like, well, you made you made a bit of an error there because there wasn't any laughs to be had in that police scene. No. Or very few. Um, Nut shot. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of like, I don't know. I, I just I mean, went through that scene and I was like, yeah, okay, but I, did, I didn't really get any laughs from it. And then when we go back to Goldberg, it's still... Like, it's a similar tone, but not that jokey, it, not as overtly kind of jokey with... Yeah, I don't know. It's it goofy. Just, I, I felt it didn't, didn't quite The Goldberg stuff's kind of goofy, but it's not, like, over-the-top sort of fishing for gags every five they seconds. Don't give, they don't give him any major one-liners that you can think of. No. no. Not really. Just the standard stuff. Yeah. I mean, he says naughty too, doesn't he? He does. The strippers he, when does. he blows the yeah, coal out of him. He does. For me, you know, like, that, that, that whole police scene starts at the deli. And, of course, the guy's stabbed to the wall with that candlestick. And he's a Jewish person as well. And, of course, the coppers, you know, the, the line is, oh, something's not kosher here. Like, like mm. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that was always going to be a lead balloon. That was a menorah, wasn't it? That he was yeah, jammed yeah, the wall exactly. With. And it's kind of like that's kind of easy. Like yeah. you really want to like most people aren't going to laugh at that. Mm. And subsequently, I didn't laugh. So I just feel the tone was kind of out of whack. And to me, like that joke in the first scene with the. Uh... Uh, I was sort of thankful that we're not Samoan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty, what was that? That was so random. I don't know, <laughs> but... I was just like, where'd that come from? <laughs> that, was, that was my only problem with the first scene. They, ra- they oh, rattle wow. off a homophobic <laughs> joke and a, uh, a racist joke in the first, like, two minutes. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, uh, you know. It was 2005. It was 2005 or 2010, depending on what sort of research you've done. Discussions then. If it's 2005, it's like, well, that's pretty ordinary. But if it's 2010, well, fuck, you should have known. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. But yeah, no. To me, that neither joke was necessary. No. Well, the scene was kind of funny as it was going along. Exactly. That sort of. Yeah. And then I think. Not long after that, there's he calls someone a, a fucking retard or something like that. And I was just yeah. like, once again, if it was unnecessary 
to have that. So there was just those couple of little jokes. And again, when you're striving to try and get a gag every every couple of seconds, which is kind of what they were doing in the non-Goldberg scenes, you, you're gonna you're gonna do and make bad choices sometimes with your jokes. And they kind of did. Yeah, you probably make better choices than those ones, though. Exactly. <laughs> but again, probably the target audience maybe <laughs> would have nailed it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like given how much we laughed at things like Dixie Rex and and, <laughs> and someone getting <laughs> someone getting farted on, I feel like we're still in that target we, audience, and I wasn't laughing at that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That target audience. I mean, look, look, if you're when, when I get told someone's name is Dixie Rex, I laugh. But then when I get a joke about you know again the whole thing about like he's not Samoan, I was just like, what the f- where would uh, Where did that come from? Yeah. Mm. I mean, look, you cannot get lower than laughing at somebody being farted on, and I did. <laughs> so I'm right there. I was in that. I'm, I'm in that bracket. Exactly. This is the kind of shit for you. <laughs> Literally, uh, yeah, correct. Case. Not even. Not even. I was laughing at those. No. Ones, so my other big dislike, as apart from the tone was just grandpa's stuff just did not work. It just didn't work mm. at all. Yeah. And I actually so felt I, piss grandpa off and just have the kids come into terms with this. Well, I agree. Look, I had a couple of issues. Number one, because the cast was so small in those particular, in that, that part of the story, you could see a mile off once they explained the origin. You could see a mile off what the, the little twist with Grandpa was, was going to yeah, be. Yeah, he even looked like the claymation. That's guy. right. And I agree with Maddie. Like, I felt he was almost what you needed in terms of he was that, the old sort of character that knew a bit more than he was letting on and trying mm. to, you know, direct the young fella to the right path and whatever. But again, I feel like you need to satirise that a little more. Yeah. More drop, more dropping his guts. Maybe a little, you know. Maybe <laughs> Grandpa's a little going a little crazy. And, he could have had a dark side. I mean, you mix him with a little bit of, you know, Randy Quaid and Christmas Vacation, a bit of shit as well, and that sort of shit stuff. And I'm, I'm all in on Grandpa too. Yeah. Like, I feel like you just needed a bit more of. You needed to differentiate him more than I what mean, you see in those other Jared. movies to really drive home that this is a, this is a a. a his take on yeah. it. And this is, you know, yeah. Look, totally agree. Mix him with the that character, but let's not mix him with Randy Quaid. <laughs> no. I did, say, I did say Randy Quaid's character. I'm, I'm going to stress that I didn't say Randy Quaid. <laughs> you don't need him bloody going on a conspiracy rants about star fuckers and all this sort of shit. <laughs> Oh, imagine him. Sorry. Imagine him with a twinkle in his eye and a shine in his tooth, giving advice to the young kid. Then uh, or something. He could have been. He could have played that role. You know who I want in that role? David Keckner or whatever his name is. But I mean, he's perfect for that sort of stuff. Yeah, true, true. He he would have been because you know a bit like him. In he was in better. Uh, no, sorry. What was it? Tom Krampus. Similar type of dickhead character. Yeah. I want Danger Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. He would have been fantastic. Randy Quaid would have done the best job. (laughs) 
Obviously not not real well done, and it has a couple of sequences where they kind of show it dipping in low to hit the the skidoo, and it looks fucking ludicrous. Um, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, some of that stuff was really poor. They're gonna punch it in the I nose. I mean, look, it, it was two thousand and five, <laughs> so the effects on a minuscule budget at times were passable, but yeah. at other times they were shocking. Okay. I just, I kind of was really kind of disappointed when we kind of got a showdown again between Santa and Grandpa using the fucking, yeah. I don't know, what are those things called? The, yeah, the stones. The bloody curling. Curling, the curling stones, yeah. I just was like, this is stupid. Like this, I know mm. we're trying to come back around, but it's just stupid. It doesn't, it, it just doesn't bring anything to the table for me. Like, yeah. shouldn't it have been the kid who engages in this type yeah. of thing? I thought the same thing. The kid should have figured out uh, that the only way we can beat him is by pulling apart his own ego because that's how it happened the first time around. Yeah. And he should have entered some sort of argument or some sort of deal or bet with the devil. Mm. Or the Satan, yeah, so that, that's what should have happened. But. The whole thing reminded me of Bill and Ted and their, um, what was it, was the second one, Bogus Journey, yeah. where they're playing all the fucking board games against death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, best, best five out of seven, you're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of shit. Brilliant. But that was played for laughs. This wasn't, almost. Mm. It was kind of, it felt, felt a little bit too straight. Mm. Yeah, agreed. And I was just like, why do we need to bring Grandpa back? <laughs> you really didn't want Grandpa. No, because, I mean... <laughs> you were begging for Randy Quaid to come fucking strolling out onto the ice. If I'd have seen a dishevelled Randy Quaid <laughs> with a beard <laughs> mumbling about conspiracies, I probably would have been happy to see him back. <laughs> The only issue with uh, with Randy's current look, you couldn't tell him apart from fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> but Grandpa served a purpose at the start of the film, but that was it for me. It's mm. about the kid, to me, coming, to understanding how it all went down and, and using that against Santa. But they, didn't, mm. they don't give that. They then bring Grandpa back and they kind of put them against each other to the same same sort of game that they played. And then... He kind of, Santa kind of just sort of whimpers off. Mm, he gets hit yeah. with a fireball in the chest and he just kind of gets on his sleigh and fucks off and that's the end of that. That's because he's <laughs> lost the bet. He's lost all of his powers. So he's just a mortal Yeah, and that then point. we just get this ridiculous shit tacked on about with that bloke with the fucking voice thing. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? They wanted to shoot I the flying know. bison. Well, that was the, um, that was the... 
that was racist. Culmination too. of yeah. that was <laughs> that was the culmination of the the boy and girl plot that again was fucking useless. Yeah. yeah. Like the only reason you ha- you had him having a little argument with her and insulting her, and then that all gets stitched back together very quickly. They're on the run from Santa, and the only thing that comes out of it is, oh yeah, I, I fucking made fun of her dad because he had guns, and then oh yeah, great, you've got a- you've got guns when we need yeah. them. Like the the rest of that whole plot with those two was just useless. There was no arc in it at all. None whatsoever. Mm. And I think that, again, was part of the reason, like, because it was 70 minutes, it was just sort of ripped yeah. through, but it, just nothing between and it. And it hurt. It hurt to have none of that. Mm. Because you could have fleshed that, out that, that relationship went along a little with, bit more. That went along with the grandpa stuff, that every time it went back to those storylines, we weren't really satirising enough. It wasn't funny enough. Yeah. Like, it, it, everything just sort of missed with, with that collection of characters, I feel. Yeah. And then Voice Box Guy comes into play, and even his <laughs> payoff, which was supposed to be that he'd paid a, a lung and a and vocal cords for the fucking bazooka, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't... Like, the payoff to the gag oh is not even funny. <laughs> if you want... That was the most racist thing. This is right in your wheelhouse. There's a flying bison that you can shoot. Yeah. You're Indian. You're- oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I took that to a weird I place. I did. They took it to <laughs> a very weird place. I'll just... But, I mean, they, they, make that, they make that joke, but then the rest of the joke is, yeah, it's funny because he's got a fucking... One of those robotic voice, voice modulators. Boxes. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that where we're going? Yeah. You expected us to laugh just because he whips that uh. out and stuff? And then they basically blow Santa Claus oh, up, and again... It's it's very much a whimper, you know. He just kind of, I know he's. They were saying his powers were gone, but then he's he's just dispatched so quickly. Mm. Whereas once we got into the into the ice rink, carnage should have ensued, and then the bo- that, the end of it should have been in there. Yeah, but there should have been some sort of dramatic uh, finale. Yeah, there. but they were they were obviously padding because they didn't have anything else. Mm. So they kind of padded things out for another five or ten minutes just to get to actual fucking feature length. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything else. I don't know about you guys. No, that was pretty much it. It was just those general general ones that we spoke about. <laughs> Little fact I want to tack on to the end yeah. that I saw, I saw somewhere else. The um, Goldberg met his wife on the set of this movie. Yeah. Did you hear, did you hear this one? I did. It's uh, funny. <laughs> he was um so the the girl on the trapeze in the strip club oh, yeah? that he ends up digging his face into a crotch ended up becoming his wife. Ah. Yeah, but did you hear why she was on the film? Go on. She accepted the job thinking she was working with Jeff Goldblum, not <laughs> She married him, so she so must have been really It wasn't a letdown. I mean, but that's as big a letdown. really beefed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine she didn't find out until she was signing the marriage papers that, hang on a You're minute, this is Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> you snowed me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know yeah, what? Imagine that. Oh, yeah, I'm working, telling everyone I'm working with Jeff Goldberg. <laughs> Yeah, and then imagine, imagine three months later. I've started dating a bloke. 
He was the guy I thought his name was yeah. Jeff Goldberg. His name's Bill Goldberg. Did you say Jeff Goldberg? No, uh, uh, Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> I mean... Easy mistake to make. Honestly, that is as big a letdown as, you know, hiring Randy Quaid instead of Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to half on about it. <laughs> the shit was full, though. Oh, oh great stuff. All right. We happy we we're happy to finish up with Santa's sleigh for Christmas. Well, Jared's not. He's still fucking. He's still busted for rare exports. But guess what? Oh, yeah. I am gonna duck him like you wouldn't believe for another twelve months. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo. Look, this is gonna come to a head again next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be fucking blowing up. You'll have forgot all about mm-hmm. this, and then yeah. twelve months down the track. But I said rare exports. You just ignored me. Yep. Yep. All right. That's Santa Slay. Uh, you can find us on Podomatic iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for further details of our first episode of the new year. But until then... Take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.